0: What are some best tips and practices on how to incorporate digital into your ministry? Find out in a second, because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey, heroes, my name is Tom Pounder, and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where we bring on ministry leaders. We talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today, I've got a friend of mine back on the podcast. It's been way too long since Christopher Wesley has been back on the podcast but today he is he is a youth minister outside of uh, Baltimore, Maryland and today we talk about how to incorporate digital into your ministry more. What are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the benefits of it? And what are some ultimately best practices for how to do that? Today we talk about it, so I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. But before we get into the interview, I do want to highlight the Church Digital. At the Church Digital, we have tons of blog content, podcasts, cohorts, coaching, videos that will help you in your ministry incorporate digital into its ministry, whether it's digital ministry where you're incorporating the physical and digital together, whether it's only online or whether it's even metaverse ministry. Whatever you're looking for, we've got it at the Church Digital. So if you've never checked out the Church.digital, that's the website, go to it today so you can get encouragement in your online ministry efforts. All right. So without any further ado, let's get into the interview with Christopher Wesley. All right. With me right now is my friend, Christopher Wesley. Chris, how are you?
1: Tom, I am doing fantastic. I know it's been a minute since we've chatted, but you know, hey, that's things, right? Life uh, moves and moves quickly.
0: It does. It does. We, I think, we were talking about podcasting again back in the like the the spring, and then just because you're so busy, you are like, here, let's do this, and then let's do this, and and I'm like, man, I'll do whatever it takes to get Chris back on the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Tom's not exaggerating. I've been busy, um, I, and you know, I. I it's just been, it's been crazy. I mean, ministry has just been crazy. Life's been crazy, but, um, all is good in the Wesley household. So that's That's all that matters. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, let's do a quick little intro. You've been on my podcast a number of times. Uh, so a lot of people should know who you are, but just in case someone doesn't know who you are talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Well, you know, so much changes. So, um, again, Christopher Wesley, I'm the founder of Marathon Youth Ministry, which, We're an organization that uh, offers coaching, cohorts, and content to help ministry leaders rediscover the joy of serving in ministry. And what do we mean by rediscovering the joy? Well, let's just say that ministry is tough and it's hard and it can lead to burnout. So um, in those services that we offer, uh, we talk about time management, we talk about investing in, in certain tools, Um, And so a lot of it's focused on human formation, right, how we function as humans, but also, um, you know, practical formation of how do you actually do ministry with especially young people and their families. Um, In addition to that, uh, I am in parish ministry in a local church up here in. Ah, uh, Baltimore, and um, I have taken on many different titles, from youth minister to director of youth ministry, and now, it's on my official title is director of formation ministries, which basically means everything from cradle to grave of the discipleship and catechesis of uh, our, our parishioners at Saint Joseph's.
0: Dude, that's awesome! That's uh, congratulations on that. Uh, again, if you're listening to this, you're like, I have no idea what that is again, just think it's family ministry of sorts, you know, and, and, uh, Chris is there and Chris has had tons of experience, um, with youth ministry. Again, he, I, I think I'm older than you, but you've been doing ministry for a very long time. How long have you been doing full-time ministry?
1: Uh, I, I, yes, Tom looks uh, younger <laughs> than me, but he is older than me. Um, but yeah, I've been doing ministry, uh, 19 years this past August. So, oh, awesome. um, yeah, in my 20th year of ministry and, uh, it's crazy to think about how much has changed in the landscape of how we do ministry over that time.
0: yeah, well it it really has. I mean, again, that's like two decades of ministry. Uh, and yeah, so Chris has seen it all, especially he's seen the the incorporation of digital ministry into what because when Chris and I first started doing ministry, we didn't have we didn't have that kind of stuff. we I mean, did you have a Palm pilot by the way?
1: no 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 i didn't have a palm pilot i mean i remember in my first couple years of youth ministry having conversations with parents who didn't like that i was relying so heavily on email they're like chris can you try um you know handing our kids more printouts um you know when you announce it uh, can you mail out do some mailers and stuff like that and so that kind of cracks me up i mean we're talking about pre-facebook days early Friendster, MySpace was kind of out there, sort of thing. Like, no, no Palm Pilot. Um, I, I somehow missed that whole phase of things. But uh, yeah, Brick Phone for sure.
0: Yeah. When, when I used to have a daytimer, you know, those daytimer planners. And then when the Palm Pilot came out, I was like, I got to have one of those. And uh, so that kind of started my track with digital, you know, incorporating digital mm-hmm. industry. Um, but I love that. And again, I love reflecting on uh, some of the old things that we used to do and the new things we do do, because honestly, when you, when the pandemic hit, you were in youth ministry and, um, but you took on the role of getting your church up on digital. So talk to me a little bit about that. We've talked about it in a previous episode, but briefly just talk to me about what you all had to do.
1: Yeah. So we, we were a church that, um, I wouldn't say was averse to technology before the pandemic, but it was definitely um, not something we were fully engaged in in regards to live streaming, video screens, all that kind of stuff. And so when the pandemic happened, right, a lot of churches were put in that situation of, okay, how do we how do we get Jesus to the masses? Right. And so. Um, with my background at my previous church, and uh, I was an electronic media communications major in college. I decided I was like, you know what, I know enough people and eno- enough to be dangerous, so I said, let's take on um, live streaming um, our, our weekend mass. And um, yeah, basically, uh, just did like a quick crash course through YouTube, calling people, emailing people I knew who were doing it at their churches, and just say. What's the quickest and best way to get started? And so um, we did everything from using our iPhones and uh, these little cameras called Mevo cameras, which were an excellent way to get started. Um, we were broadcasting through Vimeo at first. And then, um, you know, it was definitely becoming one of those things where we were getting more and more into it. And we finally reached out to our parish and uh, our parishioners and said, like, hey, we need some money to really invest in the equipment. And we were able to raise a couple of thousands of of dollars within a few days to um, invest in a company that gave us like, you know, real standard um, uh, um, cameras and soundboard and mixing board and all that kind of stuff. And we're able to go from zero to 60, like in a matter of weeks. Um, I can't tell you, though, Tom, how many uh, fails we had from in the middle of Holy Week the Wi-Fi crashing on us oh. and you know, having to stop. And and I don't I can't speak for other denominations, but in the Catholic Church, once mass gets rolling, you don't stop it. But <laughs> I had to stop it because no one outside of the sanctuary was experiencing the mass. And so we had to reboot the Wi-Fi and restart um uh Thursday, Holy Thursday uh liturgy there. Um, you know, from things breaking and rewiring and MacGyvering it all together um yeah it it was it was a fun yet exhausting year and I'm kind of glad I moved out of um our live streaming responsibilities yeah uh, but that,
0: but that's cool that how God used your your background to help really um help your parish get
1: get going I, I could finally call my parents and said hey all that money you spent on my degree I'm using it now so yeah
0: That is so true. That is very true. Um, Well, I'll just say this because I still have many, many tech fails. In fact, two weeks ago, we just had a tech fail at our church. And it's like, why are we still having these issues? We've been doing, I mean, our church has been doing live streaming stuff for about nine years now. And it's like, why are we still having these issues? So- Well,
1: it's because humans are using it. I mean, we could even go back to when, remember how- When you wanted to show a video, you had to queue up the DVD or the VHS, like to show the teens and stuff like that. I'll never forget my first year ministry. My my supervisor, he was showing me like what he does, and he wanted to show a clip from Big Daddy, you know, the Adam Sandler film, and he had it queued up on the wrong scene, and it was probably the most inappropriate scene you could show a bunch of middle school students. And it was like one of those things where teenagers hitting play on the VCR and the scene is showing and he's like no stop stop and it's like <laughs> one of those things where you know you can't cue it up easily and everything but um that was that was a fun time so
0: oh the good old days the mm-hmm. good old days let's be honest okay well thanks for uh, sharing with us a little bit of your background again i always love having you on the podcast and i love You've got tons of great content on your website, Marathon Youth Ministry, and if you've never checked out his blog and his website, it's MarathonYouthMinistry.com. I'll have all the links uh, on the show notes, Um, but you had a great uh, post that I really wanted to talk about because, again, I talk about digital stuff, and um, your, your blog post is called Embracing the Digital World with Ministry. So we're going to go just through a few points on here and just get your feedback and your thoughts on this and kind of expand on some of the stuff. But why, why did you choose again, your, your, your blog is very much centered on practical stuff that you can do in your ministry. Why did you choose to, to, to talk about this?
1: Cause uh, you know, I think like for a long time, we've looked at technology as a luxury in, in ministry, right? Like, Hey, we've got projectors and screens and, you know, um, Huge soundboards and et cetera, et cetera. And even though those are all technological, they, they do fit into kind of a separate world of audiovisual technology. And that's just a portion of what I mean by technology, right? Like when we're talking about technology, we're talking about how do we use our phones? How do we use our database systems? How do we use yeah multimedia um, um, platforms and things along those lines? And I think anyone who doesn't get excited about technology and hears those things gets overwhelmed. So I kind of wanted to um, write a post just about how do we embrace the digital world in a practical way? Um, And so the story that I used was just basically how we started to use electronic check-in, which, um, again, is something that I'm sure several churches uh, and especially your listeners have probably engaged in whether they're using, you know, Planning Center Online or Ministry Platform or Church Builder or any of those different softwares. But, you know, for a church like ours, which... Again, has been slow, slower in the past to embrace technology. Um, you know, I, I've been reflecting a lot. Like, okay, what are those <clears throat> ways that we can embrace it, and what are the truths around technology that I think we have to take into um, take into consideration? Otherwise, then if we just keep on having these fails and negative experiences with technology, then we're going to be averse to it, and that's not the right path.
0: Yeah, no one hundred percent, and I, I think you're one hundred percent right on that. Again, I think um there there's a lot uh, there's a lot of great things that we can use technology for, but it also can be overwhelming, uh, mm. and, and whatnot. Even for me, who's who's thinking about some of the stuff with AI and some of the other things that are up uh, up in front and center right now. <clears throat> and so that's that's why I like when you say in your your very first point, you said you said it's an accelerator. So proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I love that you say, just proceed with caution. Talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so uh, a lot of that we we experienced definitely with the live stream thing, right? Because as soon as we were live streaming our, our masks, um, everyone was seeing all of our mistakes and all of our flaws, right? Like when you're in person with certain things, you can hide some of those mistakes, but with technology, it gets out there quicker. Um, probably my favorite fail of recent memory was I was using, um, I was sending out a mass email to um, all of our families of kids uh, just about the start of our faith formation year. This was about a year ago using our new database system. And I was trying to use tokens, which um, if people aren't familiar with tokens, basically it's a piece of code that you put into an email and it auto generates like someone's name and everything like that. And so that's how I can send one general email, right, to thousands of people, but personalize it with these tokens. And I had clicked the wrong token. Instead of using the uh, recipient's token, I clicked user token. Mm-hmm. So I sent a 1,000 emails to all these people addressed to, hey, dear Chris, we're so excited that you're going to come to ministry. And so I had parents all of a sudden emailing me being like, hey, my kid's name is Jonathan or Tyler or or Sarah, and you sent it to Chris. I hope you Get it to the right family, and so it's just like my wife made fun of me for it because you know she 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 likes to do that stuff. But that was an example of how that one simple mistake got accelerated, sent out to thousands of people, um, and uh, or hundreds of people in this case. And um, again, you got to check your work.
0: Yeah, no, no, one hundred percent. You got to check your work, and and also I I like the idea of you know I I think of it too in this sense of. When new stuff comes out, there's always those first adopters, those early adopters that are like all in. Remember when Clubhouse came out?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Everybody was all in. I got to get on Clubhouse. I got to get on Clubhouse. And now nobody's on Clubhouse except for like crypto people or something like that. I mean, and so it's like everyone's quick to jump in and say, this is the new thing. This is the new thing. AI was kind of the same thing. Although AI has got definitely, you know, more legs to that. But I think that the, the initial thing of, Hey, I got to jump all in, all in, all in. And I like what you said. And you even talked to this in a later point too, is like proceed with caution and make sure you've got all the things lined up and make sure you're using it appropriately. But, but also make sure you're learning about it. You're learning the best ways to use it so that you can be using it effectively. You can, with technology, you can do so many different things. You got to make sure you take it slow rather than go all in and make mistakes.
1: Yeah. And, and that, that brought brings to the second point, right? Dedicate time to learn this stuff because um, like you said, we'll just sign up and not think twice about it. And um you know, social media is a great example of that, too. We're like, oh, I got to have an Instagram, a Snapchat, a TikTok, and and recognizing that that might not work for your ministry. And that can be very difficult to embrace. But if you're not willing to dedicate the time to really learning how to do it properly and what works, then uh, you could be wasting a lot of energy and even money on, on certain tools. Uh, uh, and and I think like live streaming is a great example of this, of how many churches invested in live stream and all this technology and recognizing that people are really thirsting to be back in person. Um, And even though live stream, I do believe has a place. Now there's a lot of churches who are sitting with thousands of dollars of equipment, like just gaining dust, you know, in the background. So.
0: Yeah. And and that's a, that's a great point. You don't have to invest the, the high level of the most expensive stuff. Like for instance, um, the worship director and I, um, we, we wanted to tell people stories. We wanted to find a way to help people tell their stories. And so we felt like, hey, let's create a podcast separate from our normal church podcast. Let's create a podcast where we're interviewing people. And we've we've discovered it's been fantastic. We've, we've only been doing it for about two months now. But the the idea would be like, hey, we're going to invest all this equipment and all this and we're like let's just take it slow let's make sure we're doing it right and let's make sure this is actually effective like people that people like it so what we've been doing is as it's gaining steam and people are really excited about it we've we bought a new mic or we did Mm -hmm. this you know we we still are not perfect but we're taking it slow so we're learning how to do all the stuff rather than jumping all in and getting all crazy and wasting a ton of money 100%
1: 100% right. 100% right uh, about that. And, and we live in an age too where there's not a shortage of information on how, how to use this from tutorials on YouTube, to reaching out to other churches and and people who are in, engaged in this technology. The worst thing for us to do is just to jump on Amazon or B&H and just like buy all this equipment without like talking to people or watching tutorials on like what works best for you. you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I and I would say too. Amazon has so many options for equipment. You you don't need to spend thousands of dollars. Again, I always like to say, with me as the online minister, I have my I use my smartphone as my video, and I I bought a fifteen dollar tripod off of Amazon. That's what I use. Yeah, I don't have all this fancy lighting or anything like that. I just simply use my. I try to I try as best to have good lighting and whatnot, but. Again, it's like I I don't need all this hundreds of dollars of equipment to to be effective.
1: Definitely, definitely, for sure.
0: Okay, one other thing I want to talk about, because I want to encourage people to go to your blog and uh, read the the article itself, but uh, I like how you said towards the end is that it's not a silver bullet. Right. It's, It's not a silver bullet. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you expect to create a um, social media handle or live stream or anything along those lines to bring kids in um, or not just kids, but people into your church, then um, you've identified the tool, but not, not necessarily the, the, the process, right? Because just having those things is not going to fix all of your problems. And um, I think one where one place where this really um is prevalent is when it comes to our content right um i think there's great video content out there i think there's incredible digital content out there but that's not going to make disciples you know research is showing that what young people especially young people are craving is a sense a sense of belonging and connecting and while you and i tom Wright, can like connect via zoom or over the phone there's nothing better than doing it in person and and so um you know, technology is not going to make disciples on its own. It's the people who are running it and using it well that are, are going to make that happen. And so we have to figure out how technology can assist us in the call to evangelize, but um, we definitely, it can't replace that um, by any means. And And it's not a silver bullet, but it's definitely an effective tool but it has to be used well and with intention and strategy.
0: Yeah, well, I think you hit the nail on the head right there is that it's an effective tool that mm-hmm. we can have in our ministry toolbox as ministers. Again, there are things that we need to do to be effective in incorporating digital Is can be really powerful, it can be really helpful. Again, that is my ministry as an online minister is I'm doing that, but here's the deal. I try to get with some of these online people in person as much as possible. I need that human interaction. I need that connection. And so do other people. Now, again, some some situations preclude that. But the reality is that it's not going to fix all your issues. Your issue right. in reaching more people for Christ is not centered on, we need a Threads account right now, or we need to be on YouTube or TikTok. Again, it, you as you said earlier, you have to decide what's right for your church and your ministry and so being on threads or TikTok or YouTube may not be the right thing. Just because Chris is using it appropriately doesn't mean it's great for Tom and what I'm trying to accomplish in my ministry. And so I I, I think you you hit the nail on the head on that.
1: Well, and let me say one more thing about that too. Um, I think we have to show, especially our young people, how to use technology correctly. And And so what that means is, sometimes eliminating it from your ministry opportunities. So one quick example is that we just had a retreat for some of our high school students and we banned cell phones. We said, we're going to either collect them or you can just leave them at home. And one of the beautiful things about that weekend is that the students were disconnected and they weren't even asking for their phones back by the end of the retreat because we had taught them about the importance of silence and just listening to God's call and things along those lines. And I think we do a disservice when we just fill our ministries with noise that comes from technology, because then we're not showing them how to quiet themselves and listen for God's voices in that regards. So again, we should be teaching them how to evangelize with social media and, and technology and all those things. But we should also show them how to enter into prayer and rest without the noise and disconnect.
0: Yeah, because those are spiritual disciplines, solid mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. prayer meditation those are spiritual disciplines that we need to incorporate in our lives and let's just be honest i i i love technology but um i will say based on what we're hearing and the statistics that are coming out and the fact that all these states are now suing social media platforms we know that there are harm they're doing harm to our young people Mm -hmm. The, the sooner they get smartphone in their hand there there's harm to it and the people cannot as you know I people like to say you know social media is not social it's like it's just a consumption and there's so much more loneliness there's so much more depression so, so much more anxiety amongst our young students today that doing things like this is actually a benefit to them taking away their phones when you're going on a retreat. And I'm, and I'm hearing more and more people doing this, youth ministers doing this and you're, you're really helping people really navigate the digital world effectively by incorporating that kind of stuff into your ministry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, there's so many benefits to it. There's so many downsides to it, but we have to be sure that we're using technology in a place that helps us to Um, really get to know people and and embrace and there's a lot of new technology out there with ai block uh blockchain technology and and all that stuff and and those things fascinate and intrigue me and i think tom we could spend a whole nother podcast on those things alone but like i do think that um again it's not about solely relying on technology um but it's also not being afraid of it at the same time
0: yeah that's great well, as we wrap up, what what kind of word of encouragement or advice would you share with people today? May have been something you just said, but what, what how would you encourage them as we kind of close up?
1: Yeah, um, my when you hear about something new and and even if it sounds completely crazy, don't dismiss it. Learn about it so that you can discern and understand whether God wants you to use it as a part of your ministry. And I think we can look back at a bunch of case studies of where that's benefited us and where it hasn't, but like, don't scoff at like new technology. Uh, just take some time to learn about it and discern before you, you jump in or throw it away.
0: Yeah. So, so very true. Well, Chris, I always like to pump you up before you, uh, before you exit the, the podcast, but do you have anything coming up uh, with Marathon Youth Ministry that you want to make people aware of?
1: Um, yeah, just uh, we've we've got a monthly newsletter that comes out called MYM Premium. Uh, it's uh, only $3.99 a month or $39 uh, for the year. And each month we send you a, a little training video, um, articles and downloadable tools that you can use to uh, train your volunteers or even yourself. Um, and so to sign up for that, just go to our website, MarathonYouthMinistry.com and uh, you'll see a link for membership and just sign up right there
0: yeah chris has got a ton of great stuff he's got a ton of great insights and encouragement and for 399 or 39 dollars a year that's pocket change uh and so i would encourage you to sign up for that and get that insights uh chris is a great guy and he's got a lot of great uh helpful hits for uh, all the ministers out there so chris as always thank you so much for being on the podcast i really appreciate it
1: tom i appreciate you and thank you for having me on
0: Okay, so if you've ever heard a podcast with Chris and I before, we, we've we had a number of them. But we always tend to talk about sports in some ways. He's a big New York guy. I'm big Washington, D.C. and Dallas Cowboy uh, guy. I know they don't always line up Washington, D.C. and Dallas Cowboys. But uh, we always end up talking about sports in some capacity. And today, we didn't. And that was impressive. I even said to him, I'm like, hey, we didn't even mention sports today. And he's like, yeah, we, we didn't. But... What encouraged you or challenged you uh, from what Chris had to say? Again, I always like talking to him about the practical aspects of uh, ministry, but he's been incorporating digital and online stuff into his ministry, and he's had a lot of experience with it over the years. And he gives us some really good best practices. So what stood out to you? Put it in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter, at TAPounders by Twitter, X handle. Chris, I'm going to include his Twitter and X handle in it as well. Share with us what stood out to you or what questions you might have or what you're experiencing with your ministry and how you're incorporating digital in it today. We'd love to carry on this conversation online as much as possible. All right, here as well. Again, thanks so much for being with me today. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, go subscribe to it. It's on YouTube. It's on Apple, Spotify, other platforms as well. Go to it. Click on the links in the show notes so, so you can subscribe to it. Uh, But we'd love for you to do that today. All right, here is why I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week. And until next time, have a great one.